Welcome back, pod people, to another episode of Cinema de Mori. I am your hostess, Lexi, and with me as always... Justin. <laughs> and we have a guest with us today. Hi, it's Rachel. Yeah. We have Rachel with us. Rachel, you've been on the show before. This is not your first time. Yeah, you guys had me on for the beach bum, and I think that was it so far, but uh, glad to be back. And that sounds I'm sad. <laughs> yeah. Beach bum was a great movie, though. Uh, but this movie we're covering today is not quite so pleasant. As you know, this is my month. I've taken over the show. And I would absolutely have to take over the show to cover the subject we're covering this month. And that is movies made by YouTubers. Is everybody having fun this month? Is everybody enjoying my theme? No. You, you forced me onto this episode brutally and beyond my will. So here I am. Thank you for making me watch this terrible movie. The, the films are not always good, but the subject matter is an interesting conversation. So last week we discussed the Angry Video Game Nerd. And now we are moving into Not Cool, directed by Shane Dawson. I think you need a little bit of background on Shane Dawson before you get into this film. I have Shane. it for you. His name is Sean Lee Paw. It is actually that it. That is that is actually his name. Uh, he he started <laughs> he started on YouTube in 2008, and within two years of being on the platform, he had had over five million views. He built his reputation and career. He on built it doing, around the blackface, right? Yeah, blackface. That's exactly what it was. That's not a joke. Uh, he made sketch comedy essentially, um, doing sketches and jokes he did like um, character bits yeah raunchy all humor. Awful. raunchy humor was always his kind of thing uh he made some songs some music videos he catered to a fairly young demographic with uh fairly raunchy humor um and he rose to prominence he was considered to be one of the first huge big youtuber names he was one of the large established sort of fan bases on youtube so he's considered to be like one of the first big like youtube names the household names so to speak and through building that reputation and having that that fan base he was selected for that show the chair which was kind of a knockoff of uh, project Greenlight from hbo and so they had him compete against an nyu um, college student in a film competition to make a movie. So he was given a budget of $850 million and was $850,000. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. $850,000. <laughs> I, I apologize. Cause if he had given that much, that was like, that's avatar budgets kind of there. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the whole movie is mocap. It's not real. Yeah. <laughs> we all wish it was a dream. And he was put up against basically a, film student in college and she had already graduated so oh, she was she like she, she was already she's a former film student but they were given okay. the same exact script to work with and, and they he took didn't into, follow the script yeah they took into very different directions he like ruined the experiment he took the script and went back to the script writer and was like yeah can you make the script this way 
And then after the script was changed, he kind of told them, yeah, I want script writing credit too. He edited it. He says he produced it. Uh, He did have um, Zachary Quintos was a producer on it, but halfway through the series pulled his name off the project because he didn't want anything to do with it. He still got his name in the movie. Yeah. He's a Pittsburgh, all Pittsburgh people. Yeah. So this project was shot and filmed in Pittsburgh. I believe you, Justin, have a story around this film. No, I don't really have a great story. I was just trying to work on the chair. Out of college, I graduated 2009, and I still hadn't been able to get my foot in the door. So this was something that Point Park, where I went to college, was working with. Because you even see it in the beginning of the movie. So I was like, oh, yeah, I can finally get on something. But, you know, they don't really care about you once they have your money. So they did not help me. But... A lot of the teachers and a lot of the people that I worked with over the years, well, I'd say like a third of the people, I recognize the names. Some teachers and some people are executive producers. Um, I personally wouldn't want my name attached to this at all. I, I'd, I'd pull the Zachary Quinto. I'd be like, take it off. Did you, um, did you watch the other side of this script, Holidaysburg, and kind of no. have any experience with any of the people involved in that? All I know is that both scripts, I mean, both final products were not very good. The chair turned out decent from what I understand. That show, the behind the creative process mm-hmm. behind it was more interesting than either of the movies that they made. From my understanding, her movie ended up being an extended student film, which doesn't sound, is not a great description, I think, for any movie. And this one ended up feeling like, I don't know, a long YouTube video. But right. her film does have a seventy-three on Rotten Tomatoes. It's it, not terribly it rated. Looked watchable, which is more than we yeah. can say for not cool. So this was really like the industry looking at YouTube and going, "This guy is the biggest name in YouTube in the moment. We think maybe he can direct something." No. So let's bring him on. Is that is <laughs> incorrect? That incorrect. No. Okay. The whole thing what? was the experiment. Can somebody that went to film school make a better product than somebody that's grown up making their own stuff on YouTube? Okay. And the answer is no, they can't. The YouTubers need help. There was a lot of bias in the voting process for which film ultimately won the experiment, quote unquote. Because of Dawson's existing fan base of 5 million subscribers at the time. 2 million. Only 2 million. Ah. Sorry. (laughs) Um, I will ask you this real quick. You weren't on the last episode, but knowing the Angry Video Game Nerd, which remember the Angry Video Game Nerd's film was only $250 million budget, and he released that film. I'm sorry, yeah, $250,000 budget. (laughs) Sorry. And he released that film in the same year as Not Cool. Do you think that if he had been on this show, that he could have produced a better film than um, Shane Dawson? Like, do you think the problem is that Shane Dawson was a YouTuber? Or do you think the problem was that it was Shane Dawson? I think Shane Dawson himself was the problem. And I think he then ruined the reputation of all YouTube creators going forward. YouTube creators aren't respected as filmmakers, actors, anything in actual filmmaking spaces. And I think a lot of that reputation does come from Shane Dawson. What about you guys? 
because you guys actually watched the Angry Video Game Nerds movie. I'm going to need therapy for the abuse that I went through. Uh, it's already been an assault two movies in a row. I, I don't know what the problem is. I really don't. I, I feel like the Angry Video Game Nerds problem was it took so long to make this movie that, I don't know, they were getting confused and it really shouldn't have been as a mess as it was for like a seven-year production. This thing was a little bit fast-tracked. No, not cool was fast-tracked, essentially. Uh, I don't know how many days they filmed, but I imagine it was like 30 or 40 days tops. 20. And he had a lot of people that are good in the industry now, but they were all fresh. They were very green at the time. And a director needs to be able to talk to and communicate with other people. And I feel like Shane Dawson, it doesn't have a, an idea of what it's like to be in real social situations. I felt that like everything was like contrived. Like this is like what a person thinks a party is like, who's never been to a party. That's how I felt watching this movie. And nobody jumped in to be like, yeah, I think people were just like, fuck it. We don't give a shit about you. I think they really did not care about him or care for him. Well, Judging by the footage I've seen of working with him on set, uh, he looks like he was incredibly difficult I have, I have, to work like, with. Chuck, what do you My think? brain's already like falling apart even trying to think about this movie. I, I watched it in the sense of it was on in the room that I was sitting in at the time, and I gave it my bare minimum attention because I just couldn't. I just could not handle it. I turned it off multiple times because I, I, I didn't think I was even going to finish watching it before we recorded today. I left the room and came back and Shane Dawson had a completely different haircut. And I was like, I don't care why he has a different haircut now. I, yeah, uh, this, uh, yeah, this movie was hurt to watch. And I don't know. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm trying not to have flashbacks of it at this point. Lexi, you broke the show. I mean, <laughs> that's kind of saying something. Cause like you're all pretty respectful about watching the content. I wouldn't describe show. this as content. I mean, that's not, that's that's saying this was not content (laughs) this was the worst movie you've ever seen as a movie when i I kept texting justin i was like it's a movie movie." because it's not a movie (laughs) this is the worst thing you've ever made me watch (laughs) and we watched the valley girl remake for three demers for the record this is also which also had thing. a YouTuber in it, and it was yeah. still better than this, which was also terrible. That also had Jake Paul, which we will be covering in. Did it have Jake Paul movie. or Logan Paul? I guess what oh, I'm sorry, my Logan, question is: What is your what's the thesis on these movies? Why did you choose these movies? My my conversation was: YouTube is a billion dollar industry. It's a huge medium right now. It's a huge platform that's producing millionaires and billionaires. It's producing some of the largest celebrities out there. It's producing the new generation of celebrities and the new generation of media and consumable content. It's, it's the new television. It's the new what have you. And is it, is it viable to cross over into what we used to know as media, the medium that we are covering as a show is YouTube 
capable of creating movies? Are YouTubers capable of creating film? When we'll be covering it in the next one, but like YouTube itself attempts to create movies and use these same people to make those films and those movies. Are these people capable of branching out from this medium and doing more with it? Is it reality television? You know, can you take reality television and branch it further? Is it even reality television? Is it more than that? Is there something to it that these people have that ability? Like did Shane Dawson have the capacity to be looked at as a media content creator and look and well, but like, did he deserve this opportunity? Did somebody deserve in Hollywood to look at this man and say like, he deserves an opportunity to make a film in the same way that an NYU film school graduate deserves an opportunity to make film. They deserve the same opportunity because a TV show sat down and said, yes, somebody sat down and said, yes, the individual who had spent over 20 years establishing and building a character on YouTube felt that he was in a creative position enough that he could step out on his own after going to film school on his own and make a film based around a character that he had built and established. Was he capable? Was he competent? We as film analysts, people who sit down and study film and discuss film and have a love for film, are these people deserving of our time and deserving of us sitting here today and having these discussions about them? Is it something that down the road, when we have other film discussions, that we as creators of this show should go, hey, this guy made a film, and we look at it as a film and don't go, this was a film made by a YouTuber. It's a film. It's a film deserving of time and recognition, or is it a subcategory that is in and of itself something that exists sort of in like the same vein as like maybe those like weird straight to video movies that people shot on VHS way back in the eighties that they never edited or did but anything. But it wasn't. With. And, like, Shane Dawson was given money. He was given a crew. He was given actors. He was given everything he could have possibly needed to make a competent film. And instead he shit the bed and made it into one of his YouTube gags. He was given everything he could have possibly needed to make a competent film. And he proved that he himself is not capable of making a competent film. But that's a fair discussion that we're having here. And he may have learned something. I don't know if it's a fair discussion to have three weeks in a row, Lexi. (laughs) Well, the, the next film is a YouTuber as an actor and not in the production process. He, and I here's think what's that, happening, though, I, I think. I'm sorry to cut you off, yeah. but Shane Dawson, I don't know much about him. I think I've seen some videos before. Isn't it a camera that's just planted on the guy? Like, the, he doesn't do things as um, he cinematic his, as. Yeah, go ahead. He's changed his YouTube style a few times. Prior to this film, it was all the character work and costumes and just stupidity that you saw in the film afterwards he changed it to like conspiracy theory videos 
And his third incarnation was documentary style videos. <laughs> well, that's he where you a, go when you fail. It's the conspiracy theory documentary human. type film. He is a absolute garbage human being. And I think if he wanted to stick to editing, he may have been able to do something better for himself. Because his documentary things aren't poorly edited. The content is absolute garbage, but they're competently edited. And I don't know if he hired someone or he's still doing that himself. He, he was he was at one point in time worth over $100 million. He was one of the largest faces in entertainment. Whether you like him or not. he's liked by not, a bunch of people that don't, they're, they're not paying for this, like we said before. It's right. free. Would they have paid for it? I doubt they would have paid for it. Most of them are kids. I know he's only a few years younger than me, and he's older <laughs> than Chuck. I I really thought the kid was younger than, than, than that. But, um, yeah, I just think that there was a fan base around them, and that was the experiment, and it, where it also kind of failed, and I'm sure there was another no more seasons of The Chair, is because that that voting yeah, system that, had been they said they had to throw out like 40 percent of the votes because and, it was proven that the people didn't true. even actually Absolutely. watch the movies they were just voting for him because they knew his name and were fans Gross. yeah you have to like answer yeah, plot points and they said the, the people yeah, almost 40 percent of them couldn't even answer basic plot points from the film so it was like it was proven they probably didn't actually watch them I agree with Rachel. He, he It was kind of disgusting. I thought that it was racist, mm -hmm. sexist. And yeah. then just from looking him up, it sounded like he's a pedophile, too. He's uh, he's also been accused of uh, having sex with his cat. And that's not a joke. That's actually gone on more than one occasion. He openly talked about it on his podcast. I know you guys are saying like, but Lexi, this conversation, you know, I feel like we're having the same kind of whatever. And I feel like whatever. But like. Honest to God, the angry video game nerd discussion, that was an excellent conversation. Despite what you might think, I think that you guys really proved my point in that conversation. And I think the conversation that we're having here today, you're proving my point again. I feel like this is a good conversation. The conversation is about if these YouTubers have value as filmmakers, if they have value in this industry. I mean, I don't really think that the experiment works well because yeah you pick some famous people that at the time were limited or they didn't have any sort of background with the film film apparently angry video game nerd did but there's people that make commercials and then those commercials like well they're making gatorade commercials and shit and then they're directing movies and then the movies turn out to be pretty good or music videos they start someplace really weird where you don't think that the person that's winning the Academy Award was making milk commercials like 10 years beforehand. So I think somebody that can maybe doesn't have the, the biggest budget, but has the background can make something interesting and then end up being like a really good filmmaker. I just don't think mm -hmm. it's these people because they don't apply. They don't apply themselves. I could make a better film than Shane Dawson today, right now. All of that's very true. But remember that. A lot of these other YouTubers, like I didn't go through, I went through a list of YouTubers. I didn't just pick people that I like or people that like, I think were cool or would be a funny conversation or any of that kind of stuff. You went with, went with ones that were not cool. 
Well, I went I Get went out. through and I'm I, kicking I you off of your own podcast. This is my podcast now. I am the captain. I genuinely tried to find the most relevant in a lot of ways and the people who put the yeah, most Yeah, but you only had like it. 10 movies to pick from. Right. There's not a lot to work with. So uh, there's not a lot of YouTubers out there attempting this. Are the ones who are attempting it, is it worth their time? Is this even a medium that these people can move away from and go into? Like I said, I think Shane Dawson ruined it for everybody because this was so early on in YouTube to film 2014 YouTube had barely been established by that point. And Shane Dawson came in and made a bad name for all YouTubers in the filmmaking sphere. And now they aren't going to get opportunities to make films and to try again and to try and prove that YouTubers can make a movie. Now, do you think it was just Shane Dawson who did this? Or do you think Logan Paul had a bigger hand in things? Because Logan Paul and Jake Paul, I mean, Jake Paul was on uh, Disney Channel for years. Well, they were actors only. And I think that's a different conversation than if they can be a filmmaker and produce and direct their own, write, produce and direct their own films. Okay. Before we get too far into just talking about Shane Dawson, we should actually talk about the movie itself. Not Cool is a film about, I think, (laughs) a college kid who goes home for Thanksgiving break and um, his girlfriend breaks up with him. And then he's sad and there's another girl who's there who is not cool. Just not cool, I guess. And there's also his sister who has a guy who works at a record store that his dad owns who wants to hook up with his sister and spends the whole movie trying to hook up with his sister. There's like three plot lines in this movie that don't really like intersect with each other. And then uh, the dad is selling the record store, but that doesn't seem super relevant to the plot. And then there's a lot of people going to parties in this movie and a lot of really gross jokes. And then Shane Dawson hooks up with this girl who apparently was called a slut in school and develops a relationship. And that's kind of really the plot. And uh, at some point he hooks back up his girlfriend keeps trying to hook back up with him, I guess. And and then they make a rape joke that's super funny and totally appropriate. <laughs> and then he tries to prove himself. What was that? The, the one on the board? The one that they drew on the board? Oh, that was... The, you're right. There was a string of rape jokes. Yeah. Uh, and then I guess he tries to show that he's a better person by shaving his head and trying to get back with the girl. No, he just he... shaved his head because his hair is terrible. It really is. It wasn't better after he shaved it. It, really it was. Yeah. It was. <laughs> he he had that look. I mean, I guess at the time, it was the Bieber look. But, I mean, how old was the guy? He's in his 20s. Anybody that has, like, the bull haircut and they're old, they look like a serial killer or something. That dude, that dude graduated high school in fucking 2006. He started his YouTube career when he was 19 in 2008. He was way past that hairdo. This movie came out in 2014. Like, <laughs> just saying. It was a crime. The haircut was a crime. So this movie has some horrendously inappropriately racist jokes that just come out of left field. Like the joke that I don't even want to say when they're doing don't, the dance don't say it. party. Don't say well, it. like the, the when the dad, I don't like the dad just says it at the dance party scene. And you're just like, why? Where did that even come from? Like. And like I said, I'm not going to say it, but like 
it just you're gonna have to say it for context because i don't remember what you're talking about i'm not saying it that the that scene when they're doing the dance party and then there's like a quiet part and the dad just says like some really inappropriately racist joke and you're just like i mean they have a character called filthy hobo he's one of the two black people in this entire movie he eats shit the entire movie the entire film he's eating a container of shit there's uh a whole breakup scene at a glory hole which is also disgusting uh the whole opening sequence of the film is has a black woman grinding on a guy with a text message that says something about loving dark meat oh they make fun of wheelchairs and um make fun of the blind and people in mobility devices yeah disabilities I mean, and you can make fun of disabilities and be funny, but you got to be kind of respectful to it at the you, same time. You can't time. punch down. This whole film is punching down the there, whole time. I was saying, I was saying, we watched Freddy Got Fingered, and there's there is a woman in a wheelchair that he is slapping in the shins with a stick to get her off, and somehow it's less disrespectful well they don't play her like anything she's stupid. there's nothing it's like it's like it's there's nothing in that movie that is less disrespectful than anything in this movie i was like what the fuck like <laughs> i was like i was like i just I've, i'm so good i'm so good at finding a way to lower the bar aren't i it's like a, it's like a talent i don't know if i can go lower than this movie can this i possibly is in the mariana <laughs> trench i don't <laughs> But my my thought on it is why what's the point of going lower? I think you could have proved your point with one movie and not three. And I'm not saying that to be an asshole. I really think that you could have. Well, I hope you know that I didn't know how bad this movie was when I went into it. Like I knew that Bro, it wasn't it's Shane Dawson. Be, I knew that this was not going to be a good movie. I didn't know it was going to be a disgusting film. I didn't know that it was going to like okay. The, the plot line where we're following the guy who's trying to hook up with the the, the sister, Shane Dawson's The sister. literal teenager. This guy is just, like, disgusting. He's rapey. He doesn't know how to accept no. He is disgustingly inappropriate. This girl doesn't want anything to do with him. He spends the whole movie being gross. There's never a moment when you're like, oh, man, I, I wonder if this character is going to become redeeming in some way or whatever. No, it never happens. It never comes. And remember, Shane Dawson is directing this movie, yet somehow also feels he should star in this movie and also play two secondary side characters as well. He plays the bus driver and one of the girls in the entourage. So when is he finding the time to also like pay attention to anything else that's going on in the film? while he's doing all this other shit he doesn't have time to pay attention to anything that's going on so it's just like and then there's like when it's not being gross it's dreadfully boring there's the plot just drags it, it's incredibly slow it has it doesn't offer like anything i don't have a single good thing to say about this movie and i can usually find something yeah i mean it really doesn't have anything redeeming to talk about I thought it. Rachel came on here because she was a fan. I did not think that. No, Lexi forced, forced me onto this. this. <laughs> I made people watch this movie. <laughs> you made three separate people watch this movie and pay to watch it. Yeah, we paid I money did. to watch this. That's why there's going to be a change in the host for the rest of the show. <laughs> yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I, I will be playing the role of Lexi from now on. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. I mean, it, it, I think it's, I think there's a discussion to have there. Then have it. Yeah, we're having it, aren't we? We're here. We're talking I don't about know. it. You're just... Poor Chuck's gone into a coma. You, this movie Chuck was so bad. Dead. Chuck, Chuck, what was your favorite part of this movie? <laughs> he, he doesn't have, you're asking the questions wrong. Chuck, what was the worst part of this movie? What was the worst part of this movie, Chuck? He's like, not even here for this. You literally killed him. Good job, he's, Lexi. He, he's here. He's he's supporting the team. Well, Justin, what was the worst part of the movie for you? Watching it. <laughs> what was the most offensive part of the film for you? Shane Dawson. <laughs> it, would you watch this film again? No. I mean, the best it? footage that they had, they got from WQED, which is a local network, which I think is just one shot of the incline in the point because nothing else looks like Pittsburgh except for them saying it's Pittsburgh 5,000 times. And they did film it in Pittsburgh. That's what people were saying is that, that even though it's a film that takes place in Pittsburgh is that it really doesn't even look like Pittsburgh. This film could have taken place anywhere. They didn't do anything in it that made it feel uniquely any place. I I was looking up online to just see if anybody became anything out of it. And the lead girl ended up doing a lot of voiceover work. Um, for cartoons and stuff like that mm. so she seems to be staying kind of busy but i saw one of the somebody wrote like a review which i think they still gave it like a six or something so maybe they were a fan but they were talking about how they were blaming pittsburgh for like not having a good like pool of actors for like background actors and stuff like that and i can just say from experience even though there's a lot of people around here that you know it's a smaller city. There's definitely a lot of good actors. And and if they're not a good actor and you cast them, then you have to be able to direct them. And I just don't think that is... I just don't think he had the social skills that he needed to handle a crew of like 200 people. I, I just don't Was, think he did it right. What he did to that script, no amount of acting could have fixed it. Well, there was an interesting point when they were talking about how they were passing the script around to local actors and like the actors were all rejecting the script. And he's like, why are they rejecting the script? And he's like, because it's disgusting. And they're like, do they want a job or not? And he's like, yeah, they want a job. And he's like, then who the fuck are they to reject it? Like work is work. It's film work. Like, why would you why would you reject an opportunity to have work? And they're like, because it's genuinely awful and degrading like what's up with like the whole scene with the parents in the bedroom when they're working out and the mom shits her pants and it just goes on for like five minutes it's like would that you read that movie as... doesn't know whether it wants to make the mother character disgusting or horny yeah or disgustingly horny right it's like it's not even following its own comedy tropes like if you want to be a disgusting movie okay there are ways to be a gross movie and still be entertaining the American Pie series has a lot of really gross jokes, but it's also a really entertaining series. I heard some good jokes that had terrible delivery. Yeah. Like when I heard them, I imagined them on the page working well. And what was the good I joke? I don't know if they were his jokes or the original screenwriter's jokes, but I don't know. His timing's bad. How would you feel if you were the, the scriptwriter who wrote this and handed it to two different people? Oh, I wouldn't care. You wouldn't care? I would be embarrassed to have my name associated with this in literally any way. 
because like you do look it up and you're like written by so and so and you're just like this guy's name is on this and it's like i know i, I kind of was like oh okay so i went and looked him up and i was like ah. you know ever since craig mazin i i i think that there are stories of people being able to push through it that's a screenwriter that ended up working filmmaker that started doing like superhero movie and that awful awful parody movies and then ended up doing chernobyl and last of us so oh, Chernobyl's right. really good i would be like oh my name on superhero movie i'm never gonna be making any movies no one's ever gonna hire me and no, last of us has got some of the best writing i've seen in a long time I would rather watch three of those terrible parody movies in a row than ever watch this film. Yeah, that's the irony is that I have a hard time watching those kind of things because I don't really like that kind of raunch humor. They're I awful. Didn't know They're that... terrible. But I would still rather put myself through that than watch this movie again. I didn't know this movie was nothing but like toilet raunch humor. Like I didn't know that going into this. If I had enough time, I could have got the executive producer on this podcast because I know her. And... God, that would have been I think we should have maybe had like a fan, like a person that was younger and grew up with it because I don't know. Watching this makes me feel old, not better, but I just like, I don't know. It's not funny. The humor, it's like somebody learning humor for the first time. I was 23 when this movie came out and I wouldn't have found it funny then. Well, and we grew up with the American Pie. Like we're from that generation. Because like... American Pie is funny. It is right. hysterical. Like I like American That's how you do pie. raunchy humor well. But we I mean we grew up with toilet humor. I mean we were from the something about Mary and all that kind of shit. Like how how is it like how how do you how do you make it work without crossing the line, I guess is the thing. Like cuz Tom clearly crossed the line. Like well going back to Freddy got fingered. Like I think that movie's funny, but like that's a movie that is kind of a Tom line Green crosser. experimented in absurdism. So absurdism is an entire different, entirely different conversation. Also, to his his end one. result ends up mirroring his show fairly well. That's and also I, I very think fair. I think from the clips and stuff, I did not go back and do any research for Dawson, but I'm sure this is like a feature length version of his terrible YouTube videos. So, right. I think you, I think he probably did exactly what they expected him to do. I just think maybe experiment wise, they they just thought he'd be more on board or something. Well, he went in initially saying, I want to do something different than what I do on YouTube. And then he did exactly what he does on YouTube. But he did it in Pittsburgh. Right. And he did it with a budget of eight hundred fifty thousand dollars. It's not all like I mean, I, I mean, it's not a terribly bad looking film, but it hinder it. A lot of the budget is. I have no idea where the hell the budget went because the sets and everything don't really look that impressive. So maybe it's going into the cast. The lighting's terrible. That's one of my biggest complaints with it. Everything's like very poorly lit. Everything's really dark. It's like hard to see a lot of it. I mean, that's not one of my only complaints, but I mean, on top of all of that, I mean, if we're going to talk about it from like a filmmaking standpoint. On the subject of not knowing where the money went, do you think Shane Dawson just like embezzled a bunch of it? I don't know if he had the ability we to. No, I, I, I don't think he would have had the ability to do that either. Yeah, it's fair. It probably honestly went to a lot of wasted stunts and stupid crap for the movie. 
stuff that he thought was funny or wasted locations, shooting in locations that he didn't need to, things like that. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Literal shit. I was going to say, what do you what do you think the future for Shane Dawson is? But uh, I mean, I think we already know. Jail. No, he lives in Colorado now. He has a ranch. He can get a rep. So death, like a shootout or something. No, you don't know what the future holds. Ah, That's fair. And Jeffree Star will Thelma and Louise it into the Grand Canyon and then we'll be rid of both of them. And it'll be the best day that has ever happened. Talking about Jeffree Star. I feel like if they had given him an $850,000 budget that he would have produced a better film. And it also it would have at least been interesting looking. It would have been terrible, but it would have looked interesting aesthetically. Right. Like, that's the only thing I could think with that. It's like, you know, he's at least. But he's also a literal Nazi. So. (laughs) God, YouTubers are also really awful people, especially this generation of YouTubers. Not all of them. See, here's there's. I think that YouTubers can deserve the opportunity to do acting and other things. But if you want the likes, you got to sell your soul. It's fair. One of the YouTube original series that they did was a show that Dan Harmon worked on with the Game Grumps. Dan Avedon and Aaron Hansen acted in a series about professional gamers that was written and directed by Dan Harmon. And it actually wasn't very bad. Because you had an experienced showrunner running it. And they just directed the act- the, the YouTubers who became the actors. But really, this, this is a difficult conversation to have, Lexi, in a lot of ways. Because there's just really not much to talk about. It was, it was a terrible movie. There's nothing redeemable about it. It's exactly as you would have expected from Shane Dawson circa 2013-2014. And that's really it. That's the whole statement. But he got to make a film. It's a topic of discussion. We're a film podcast. I think it was a worthwhile subject to talk about. I'm not mad that we're here talking about it. I know maybe like it's not the I best film to talk about. Conceptually, it's worth a discussion as a larger topic, but discussing it individually as a film, I just don't see much value in. Yeah, I, 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 I'm feeling. I'll have to see after our next one, but I really do feel like this would have should have been like a free for all. And done like just two movies or something and discuss them. Are you mad at me? No, I'm I'm not mad at you, but I'm gonna be more wary in the future if you pick a subject that there's only ten movies to. Lexi, let me put it this way. I've repeatedly said in the past, if you ever make me watch trash humpers again, I will leave you. I will pack up all of your shit and you will be out. <laughs> I would rather watch that again than watch not cool again. I think that has more cinematic value than not cool. And it's literally people just humping trash and being gross. For the record, this is the worst thing I have ever seen. I have never seen a worse piece of cinema my entire life. I've seen other YouTubers be like, this is the worst movie I've ever seen. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like, I've seen some shit in my life. Like, whatever. But this also had like a producer from American Pie backing it. Like, I kind of was looking at it. And I was like... A lot of people, though... No offense, a lot of people that were working on the chair, that show for stars, I think it was stars. Yeah. They ended up kind of becoming producers just because of of both movies, the movies within the show. So I feel like, you know, experiment why, like, yeah, you see their name slapped on this, but they really didn't have much to do with the individual movie besides the experimental part of it. Well, and, and Shane Dawson didn't listen to fucking any of them. He didn't take a single word of advice from a single person. Right. Like, it's amazing to sit like, I think, 
I think watching the chair almost would have been more interesting than watching the film that came from it. Cause like watching him sit there with like that lady, I don't know who that lady was that was with him. Uh, I don't know if she was just like, was that his producer or or what it was, but she's just sitting there. She's like, Shane, I'm, I'm trying to help you. And he's like, he's like just going back and forth, back and forth. And this woman just looks so broken. And she, he's just like, from the show. Yeah. From the show. And he's, he's, she, it's this black haired woman. I don't know which, which, what her position was, but she's just trying so badly to help him. And she's like, Shane, we, the biggest problem was it was a woman. So he wasn't (laughs) going to listen to her. I don't know if he's necessarily like that. I think he doesn't listen to anybody like period at all. That's because he needed to get the haircut away from his ears. (laughs) What's funny too, is that at this time he was pretending that he was straight and he's actually gay. So this was also in that period where that's what the character of Joel reminded me of. (laughs) That's so funny. The second, the guy, the guy that was after the sister, like I didn't buy that as a person that would be interested in. I guess that guy is also a YouTuber who Shane had worked with previously and Shane saw potential and talent in him. So he brought him on. And I guess the people who worked on the show said he actually did have talent and they were like, He's probably the best part of this movie in the grand scheme of things. He was the only part that we brought in that we really saw anything of value in, which was interesting in, in all of it. I don't know. Like I said, like my conversation here was I just, I, it's a whole new medium and a whole bunch of uh, celebrity scape. And I spend a lot of time on YouTube and I, I like seeing the growth of it and I like seeing how it goes. And as film people, I wanted to talk about, films that they make and i think that it's still an interesting conversation and listen like i know you're like don't ever do this to I me feel again like, like spent more time legitimizing the conversation than having the conversation no i really don't like i i honestly think we've really had a, had a good conversation and i like this conversation and it's i agree great. with rachel i think the angry video game nerd did have a better conversation it did but this one this one definitely was a bit weaker conversation, but I, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at this. I, it still went. You know I'm what? Not I go into too? anything trying to to hate it. I mean, I think a lot of these things that are real. Some of the obscure things end up being pretty damn good, and for some reason or one or another reason, they're hard to find. I was surprised that this was so hard to find. I thought that it would have been like stars or some somebody would be showing the show and the. In the two movies. Right. Right. Stars was so embarrassed by this, they just scrubbed it from existence on their platform. You could literally, you can only get it on Amazon of all yeah. places. It's, it's very strange. You know, like, uh, I just, I didn't know how bad this movie would be. And I know we keep going like, wow, this movie was really bad. Uh, but like, I kind of almost am excited how, how bad it was too. I'm like, Wow. Wow. I mean, I know we're all like, we're all flabbergasted and we're all taken I mean, aback. I don't think it's the worst also... movie that I've, I don't think it's the worst movie that I've ever seen. What's the, the worst dip... movie you've ever seen? Oh, I've seen How some could pretty, you... ter- Dude, I've seen some I... pretty terrible ones, but I think that the, the biggest problem was with this movie, I couldn't shut it off because I had to watch the hour and a half of it for the podcast. This movie felt longer than the angry video game nerd movie. And it was shorter. And it was hard to get through. And there was a point in the middle there where I 
found it very hard to pay attention to. Like when they were doing the effort list, I just could not sit through it. I that was, was like, the worst struggling. montage construction I've ever seen in my life. Like it was hard. My favorite to sit thing through. was seeing all the 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 technology of the time, which really doesn't seem that far like that long ago, but. It was like iPhones in their infancy, and right. I mean, at least that's what the, everyone had. They didn't have anything brand new. There's, there's so little to look back on in this movie and and l- latch onto and go like, this was positive or that was positive or I found this was interesting to pull out of. Like, it's it's format and style of film feels like a movie that should have come out in like 1999, 2000. But there's no way in hell this movie would have gotten made by any studio in 1999 or 2000. No, 1999, 2000, it would have been shot on film. It would have been a completely different person making it. Like, it wouldn't have even gotten made, though. I don't even think it would have been a straight-to-video. Like, it's not even something that would have gotten released. Like, it, at most, it would have been some kind of, like, like bad, you found in a dollar bin at a dollar store kind of video. Like, that's a, at best. Well, kind let's of- compare the two movies. At least Angry Video Game Nerd had a script i think and he was trying and he was trying to make a movie it was like a passion project of sorts but his failure i think comes from he wants to make movies and he had to use this character that he kind of just fell into and it wasn't something he was as passionate about with the shane with shane dawson this is not his story he did not he did not care he he wasn't losing anything it wasn't his money you know, they they flew him out. They t- they signed him up for it. Right. And they were banking off of his fame, his likes, which is whatever we're watching next, the thinning. I had already seen that they were like between the everybody involved in it. Uh, there were this many uh, viewers or something. And that's what it seems like it was banking off of the fact that they were going to get viewers from every single head that they had on that movie. Correct. Yeah. And and this is just sort of like, yeah, he's not even, it's not like, what does he have to say? I think his biggest thing is, well, at least I, I can't, I can't speak for real, just kind of the little bit of information I know. He just seems like he's seeking attention and he doesn't really have much of an art or he doesn't really care, you know. He's very much in the same vein as Trisha Paytas. Well, they'll just do anything for attention. They don't care if it's good, bad or otherwise. They just want the attention. Yeah, I'd say that's very true. And they used to be good friends. They I was actually surprised she wasn't same. in this movie. I thought she would be too. I, I kind of she. Think, I, like, I think she would have played the uh, ex-girlfriend character. Yeah, they should have just hired one like or brought in like one good actor that just like didn't follow his direction and and just did. Um, I don't know. Hey, they should have put pulled the Toby Hopper and and did Poltergeist and then just had. Spielberg low-key direct this. That's what they should have done. Or like on the other side of it, he should have hunkered down on the YouTube edge and pulled a bunch of YouTubers in on this and made it like just like a whole bunch of YouTubers. And then it wouldn't necessarily have been good, but like you could have banked off of that. This movie is like a all-star 2010s cast of just like the biggest names in YouTube. I don't YouTube think he moment. had friends. Yeah, I don't get the feeling that he's social at all. Well, I, I still don't think he has friends. Well, they were saying that the screenings that did well of the movie were the only screenings that he showed up to so that his fan base would show up to them. But if he didn't show up to the screenings, <coughs> nobody showed up. 
So basically, like nobody came to any of those screenings at all. Uh, here's the thing: this movie was an hour and a half. I could watch five thousand Avatar: Way of the Waters, which is a decent movie, and feel like my time was spent wisely as opposed to this. I could sit through every Fast and the Furious again and again before I could watch this. And yeah, but they're like not. They're like not. they're fun. They are. They're the best. <laughs> no, they're not the the best at what at at, at family at, obviously. at being fast and furious obviously, obviously yeah they are fast and furious they're the best at titles they have the best titles they, they have, have ludicrous i mean they basically stole ludicrous from ludicrous from being a musician they did like he was at the height well i wouldn't say he was at the height but he was still a musician when he showed up in the first too fast too furious and now he's literally just an actor in the Fast and Furious yeah, movies. Yeah, I'd agree. Well, he was in that Max Payne movie, which he wasn't very good oh, at. Oh, I've not seen that. No. I think making the pivoting to acting was a good career move for him. He's an excellent actor. I love I love Ludacris. I'm a huge Ludacris fan. Um, one thing I wanted to say, I thought it was an interesting thing to note that the Angry Video Game Nerd and this movie had similarities in their structuring as a film in that they both are films that feel too adult for kids to watch but then are full of childish humor that isn't a joy isn't enjoyable for an adult to watch and that so it's like adult plot lines and adult sexual content but then all this like yeah, they're made for teenage boys. That's, humor. that's how it normally is. They just the, the bare minimum of what they understand. So yeah, it goes there. It gets pretty offensive. And so then I guess films made by YouTubers are too too childish for adults, but too adult for kids. They're not too adult. <laughs> they're just they're just the too content childish. is inappropriate for children so they're just they're just inappropriate for everyone is what you're saying <laughs> they're just trash they're garbage there are movies that aren't for anybody there are movies that really don't hit the audience that they need like you can get some things like terminator and terminator is a completely adult movie uh there's nothing really sexual in it, but it's violent. And they were still making toys and selling them to children for an R-rated movie. I mean, that was the 80s. They had Rambo toys and RoboCop toys and had a cartoon for kids for both of those. Two. It was a, in the 90s. And yeah, the aliens toys and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's a weird. Time. It's Yeah, it's a different time. But those were definitely made for adult, adults. 100%. And, they may, and it was like, if you brought your kid to it, they are something that they could still, I think get out of the movie or appreciate out of the movie. But this is a sort of like, no, it's not for anybody. So then these movies are really just for these YouTubers fan base. That's yes. all they're for. So they make these movies and these movies only exist for their YouTuber fan base. So then it doesn't even make sense to me because they, they're everything that's monetized is monetized by how many views you get. So I feel like they would want to make something shorter than longer. Right, and well, when you think if your attempt is to make a movie like that, that you'd want your movie to attempt to pull in a larger fan base, like you, you have a niche fit, like, like the Trailer Park Boys. We'll talk like Trailer Park Boys make a movie. They make a movie that is not a movie for just fans of Trailer Park Boys. They create a movie that is a wider reaching film. 
so that people who are unfamiliar with the show can watch the movie, thus pulling a larger fan base in, thus allowing them to go, hey, I liked that movie. Whoa, you like that? We have a whole TV show. Here's what you got to do. You got to do it like Cocaine Bear did it. Obviously, the movie's movie's not out yet, but the one character that I see in the trailer, he's a comedian, and he does like a a TikTok video where he's like the employee at an Ikea and stuff like that. You take that that internet famous person and you give them small roles in other things and maybe that'll bring people in or maybe that'll open up other people to that comedian or person. Like what you should have done is just had a regular ass movie and throw through Shane Dawson in it somewhere. Right. Right. Which he does. He's in that movie Smiley. He's in um, a bunch of other movies like he acts in a bunch of films, so but like he gets good himself movies. out Like, there. I want him to show up in something that people have heard about. Yeah, I agree with you. Like, well, throw him in, like, Scream or something and have him get murdered. I think Justin's <laughs> saying they should have gone the Paris Hilton route. Right. Watch with Shane Paris Dawson Hilton and get House killed. House yeah, yeah, I would love, yeah, I would love to watch Shane Dawson get killed in something. Or, or in reality. No, that's mean. <laughs> He's not I a good be, person. I wouldn't be sad, but I don't want to actively watch somebody be murdered. <laughs> right. Um, do you think that with... Stop the... questioning us. What? This is an interrogation. I... <laughs> we were held right. hostage and made to watch this movie, and now we're being interrogated. Well, the next, the next movie that we're going into <laughs> is a movie made by YouTube itself, starring YouTubers. So it's a little different game. But at this juncture, with the current YouTube climate that exists, and Rachel, you watch a fair bit of YouTube. I don't know how much YouTube you watch on your own, Justin. The thing about YouTube is it isn't mostly scripted content. Right. I'll, I'll watch, like, pranks. I'll watch car crashes. I'll watch some, like, pointless countdowns for videos if they're funny. Or, or you know what I mean? Like they'll be like, "Oh, the bet, the top ten movies with the best shootouts." Justin's over here watching Watch Mojo and prank channels. <laughs> yeah. Do you it's, think there's like a future for individual YouTubers to make movies after watching these two, these two individuals attempt? Uh, thankfully, I think these two movies will be lost in time. I don't think anybody is gonna. I don't think people even of today remember that they were made. Yeah, I mean, except we had... we're bringing in, we're bringing them back, and they're probably going to listen to our stuff and hate us. We're going to take good. Them if back Shane to... Dawson, <laughs> Shane Dawson, if you're listening to this, this message is directly for you. Um, you suck, and I really hope you never create anything ever again. Also, also, Shane Dawson, you fucked up Bobby Burns. You fucked him up. You fucked yeah, his life yeah, up. Yeah, that poor you kid fucked him up. <laughs> Dude, the Bobby Burns story is so sad. And watching it all happen in real time was so fucking wild. He did. He fucked that kid's life up, and I feel so fucking bad for him. I loved Bobby Burns. He was that a kid made kid. really good content. He was one of my favorite YouTubers, and you fucking ruined that kid's life. You ruined that kid's life. Justin's Hashtag like, I don't justice. Know I don't Bobby know who Burns. that is. 
and, oh, and your conspiracy videos are fucking garbage. And the very idea that you got everybody to think that Chuck E. Cheese takes old pizzas <laughs> and cuts them in half and then takes the old halves of the pizza and then feeds them back to the public is the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard in my entire life. You're a mental case. And if anyone uh, stop is pulling on your goddamn shirts. Anyone is listening to this who worked PC on Tuggers. Who worked on Not Cool. <laughs> I am so sorry you had to work on this film. It's not your fault, babes. Hey, I'll be honest. I, I like I said, a third of the names in the crew, I know. I've worked Please with Please extend apologies. They're all very from competent people, and I don't think that they're upset. Probably this is easily the lowest rated movie on their IMDBs. But um no, they're they're competent people. I extend and... my sympathies to them because I don't believe that they're the ones who made this bad. I think we can kind of wrap this guy up, but Justin, I want to ask you a question. Yeah, go ahead. Now, I know that you're familiar with James Cameron, and I know that you're familiar with The Abyss. Yes. And you're familiar with the difficulties that they faced when making The Abyss, are, are you? The, yeah. The, the, do you think that the people who made The Abyss had a harder time making that or the people that made Not Cool? <laughs> Oh, definitely the people making the abyss had a harder time. You're sure? No. I think their, I think their hearts <laughs> were in it. I don't think the people, honestly, there's going to be people that just did not care. From my understanding, from the people that were talking to me about this movie years ago, and the little tidbits that I remember, they didn't have much confidence in it. Anyways, it was just a job for them. So, God, I wish we I, could have gotten one of them on. <laughs> I could have probably got somebody. I didn't like I watched it today and I kept seeing the names and it was like this person produced it, this person executive producer. And I'm like, how the hell do I know all these executive producers? Well, maybe we'll uh, do a follow-up episode. We'll just be like, tell us about your experience working on this trash fire. Uh, do you want to give them PTSD? I don't know. Oh, that's true. We don't they don't need to have war flashbacks. <laughs> I mean, at least in the abyss, they drowned the mouse uh, or a rat with uh oxygenated water that it could four breathe. times four times they drowned him four times mm -hmm. it didn't kill the rat <laughs> it didn't kill it, the rat it almost I'm killed sure. ed harris though <laughs> <laughs> poor ed harris oh man i'm sure Peter didn't like it because i'm oh, sure God. it wasn't pleasant for the rat that sounds like the worst filming experience I've ever heard of. I, I know all about it. I just I mean, to be fair, James Cameron also though. gave everyone who worked on Titanic hypothermia and they were drugged while they were on set. I know yeah. the accountant that worked on Titanic. And the funniest thing was he said that they accidentally sunk a set <laughs> that wasn't ready to be sunk, which would just cost them like shit ton of money. Oh, no. <laughs> I think one of the most interesting things I just learned that I never knew about was that they put those uh, beads on top of the water to make the water dark instead of putting like a blanket over it. I thought that was really interesting. That was a really smart move. I didn't know that. Also for like the special edition uh, or the one that came out a couple years ago of Titanic, James Cameron went back in and he CG the he changed the stars, the the constellations and stuff because there were a bunch of nerds that were like, where the Titanic sunk, you wouldn't have seen those star patterns. So he went back <sighs> and technically put the correct star pattern. You know That's what? That's nuts. I respect that. I respect that more than George Lucas's edits. In a lot, you of know cases. what? Maybe it's better that James Cameron has started working with giant green screen sets 
for the future of his films instead of like real practical effects because when you're James Cameron and you go hard you kind of put your actors in jeopardy <laughs> just saying not that this suddenly became about James we're here to talk about Shane Dawson not, not James Cameron but just James saying. Cameron is wildly more interesting in yeah. every James Cameron could have made a better movie out of the script yeah. You know what I want to see? I want to see them take the same script that they gave Dawson and that other chick and give it to like Martin Scorsese, K- James Cameron, and Steven Spielberg and see what movies we end up with. So I know Martin Scorsese said that he would love to do a similar type of experiment, but most of the studios won't back it because like you're looking at probably a $5 million film. So now you're making two or three of them with the same All right. script. Mm-hmm. But I would be interested in seeing that experiment. I think they should try this show again with uh, just working with YouTubers and find some better YouTubers to work with. No. Maybe not like top tier ones, but like some other YouTubers and just kind of be like, try to make a decent What movie. YouTubers? Okay, Lexi, what YouTubers that make scripted content? One, do you even think about? Two, would you like to see do this? That's a good I question. I think that um, your boy from game grumps i think he could he do does not make scripted content decent i think he could do something decent if you tried there are some people that do um like okay the guy who does the back rooms he could probably do something amazing if you actually gave him a budget some of those people that do some of those uh analog horrors and stuff like that that are really big right now there's some really good people out there doing some really interesting stuff with like horror and horror content on the platforms I mean, uh, I think there's some people that could make some really amazing documentaries if they had the right budgets. The guy, but I again, we're Jean- not looking at documentaries; we're looking at scripted content. I can't off the top of my head think, but I think there's some good people out there you could think of. Don't give it. I to can't think of cheap. a single scripted content YouTuber that I watch. Yeah. You, you caught me. I don't know. And, and for me head. on YouTube, I tune in to watch a trailer and then I go down the rabbit hole. So it's not regularly watching YouTube at all. You know, who could answer that question is Marina. I don't think she watches any scripted content. Uh, I think she does. It's just not something know. that's popular on YouTube anymore. No. Ryan's Your world. <laughs> the toy he... review kid. The, yeah. Tire, there we go. Ryan's world. <laughs> yeah, and that poor kid. And with that, we're going to end it right there. <laughs> So, All right. Well, thanks for being on our podcast, Lexi. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you for joining it, us here. It's been a pleasure. I uh, enjoyed my time with you. I uh, <laughs> understand that um, the firing squad is lined up for me in the backyard, <laughs> and um, I opened this door. But, you know, sometimes you just got to open Pandora's box. And sometimes you get recast. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so next week... We are covering a real movie. I mean, I guess this is technically a real movie that we covered today, but I would barely call this a film. This got a theatrical release. The Thinning didn't. That is true. This was in theaters for five whole days. But oh, this, there's uh, a lot of TV movies that are like Netflix that don't get the theatrical release. So. Right. I, I mean, uh, what's that one that um, Scorsese did for Netflix and that got all kinds of acclaim? Was no, I saw that theatrically weather? before it was on Netflix, but it was just limited. Did you? Irishman. What's that one? Oh, that was really good. I really liked that. 
There's a uh, few like Irishman, El Camino. El Camino was crap. Maybe yeah. like Marriage Story and well, uh, definitely happened with Glass Onion. But there's a few of them where they'll do like a limited theatrical thing beforehand. They really fucked up with Glass Onion. Yeah, I agree with you. There was such a strong word of mouth, and it was only out for a week, and then there were three weeks of nothing, and then it went on on Netflix. They could have everyone's killed. talking about Glass Onion. We need to watch. They it. could have killed having it in theaters for a full month. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Uh, th- and especially with the Knives Out stuff, having an original theatrical release too, and that did really well. So, oh, I loved El Camino, by the way. Did you? Right, I'm we sorry, you have bad taste. It's okay. <laughs> no, it's great. Good. It was a good movie. I couldn't get. Into I think it, it dishonored either. the original source material. No, but the funniest thing though with that and Better Call Saul is no de aging whatsoever. And like it's funny watching, um, like the oh, what's his name? What's the character that's um, bitch Jesse Jesse, Jesse Pinkman. Pinkman. No, Jesse Plemons, the actor. Oh, plays okay. to- he plays Todd. And oh yeah, in El Camino, he's supposed to be taking place like you know r- directly after Breaking after. Bad, and he's like looks ten years older, <laughs> and he looks. Like he's gained a lot of weight, and I'm—I mean, I'm not fat shaming people, but it never—it looks weird when they've changed drastically. Did you? Did you see um, Wet Hot American Summer? Yeah, I saw the series and the movie. Yeah, the, the they made second movie. They made two series, and the one's really funny where they do the prequel, and like, like the one guy's like, yeah, like he's forty, and he's like, yep, we're just a bunch of eighteen-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that's what they lean into me. it they make it funny it, same thing with it still happens with better call Saul. they don't do any sort of de-aging yeah. and some of the ones like you don't you don't realize as much because you've just been seeing them throughout the years but if you really are like i'm gonna watch better call Saul and then go into breaking bad yeah you're gonna I see like you. you're gonna see a lot of these characters drastically de- <laughs> de-aged yeah for, i go shit you know, bob odenkirk's now 20 years younger yeah yeah because they didn't want to do any sort of nothing. On you know, that. I respect it, though. I respect not doing the digital tweaking. It looks weird half the time. Yeah, that's like the thing with the Irishman, too. They when there's a scene where Some Robert De Niro, weird. like, pulls this guy out of the grocery store and, like, stomps on him. And he looks young, but he's moving like he's 80 years old. Like, yeah, you know, like, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's such a weird shot. And it's a sort of like, oh, come on, Scorsese, like. I, I guess it's a good I, I guess it was a good idea in your head, but you should have just cast like DiCaprio and and younger people as the younger versions, and we would have right. been fine right. with it. So next week, the thinning, the YouTube Red original, starring Logan Paul, who is involved in a massive crypto scandal right now. <laughs> He's always involved in a scandal. He's a piece of shit. Yeah, and his brother's always involved in a scandal. So, more of YouTube's finest next week. And uh, Rachel, thank you so much for joining us. I know this was a challenge. We already Wasn't... thanked you for joining us. Right. Thank you for coming on my show, Lexi. Uh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> I, I've been banished. And uh, you haven't been just... banished. You've just been demoted. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Genuinely, Justin, thank you for uh, playing along with this theme. 
I, I know it wasn't something that you were super interested in, but I do appreciate the conversation. I think you're welcome, and I think you literally killed Chuck. Like, he says his computer froze, but <laughs> I think his heart froze. I, I... <laughs> this this episode is in, in memoriam for Chuck. But, you know, here's the, here's the thing about that. I feel bad that Chuck, even though... Is that he watched froze? the movie and couldn't even talk about it? Yes, yes. <laughs> that is the worst thing to ever have to do to somebody. He was made to watch this movie and he didn't even get to fucking talk about it. And that is oh, the no. greatest crime. And I feel so bad. So bad. So, I'm sorry, Chuck. And uh, if I... Uh, I think I hear police a... sirens coming for <laughs> you. <laughs> I, if, I, if I could buy you a Coke later, I will. <laughs> All right. Everybody, bye. Bye. We are Cinema Demore. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter to stay up to date with news and information on upcoming episodes. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, Pandora, Alexa, or iHeartRadio. It would be greatly appreciated if you subscribe to our podcast on your platform of choice. We also appreciate feedback, so rate us, review us, and let us know what you think. And above all else, thank you for listening.